Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? Drew Brees broke the all-time passing yards record in stunning fashion. Is he the best quarterback of his generation? Where does he rank all time? With no firings yet in Texas, who is in a position to take the NFC East? All that and more this week on Just Press Play. Welcome back to the second episode this week of the JPP Pod. We are missing LJ. I don't know if LJ is still grieving from that Denver loss or what, but we have brought on Uncle Tone. What's up, Uncle Tony? Hello, hello, hello. And of course, Pops joins us. Uh, as always, the the JPP Pod is brought to you by my bookie, and we may get into a a few a few locks this week that you might want to hammer down coming towards uh, weeks. What is it? Week six coming up? Is that right? Week six, yeah. Week six. Week six. Yeah. So, real before before we get into it, real quick, I know Tony's kind of the playoff guy or MLB guy out of us. Watches more baseball than mm-hmm. we do. I'm kind of getting all into the MLB playoffs, Tony. Like way more than I thought I would. You know, well, there are some. These are some of the most athletic teams I've seen in Major League Baseball in quite some time. Uh, I haven't seen what happened uh, today, uh, but you know, seeing the Boston Red Sox just destroy the New York Yankees, you know, makes my heart feel good and almost <laughs> makes up for the Dallas Cowboys. But, uh, you know, well, they're, we'll get into that. they're really, there are some teams, I think Boston and uh, Houston, that series is going to be just fantastic. And that, that should be that series there. Uh, and, well, and, and I the will, winner of that's probably going to win it all, but really, we're, we're recording it. this on, fun to watch. we're recording this on Tuesday night. So the Yankees and Red Sox are playing in game four. So who knows what ends up happening, but Maybe that's what it is because I haven't watched some of the. Uh, I haven't watched. I haven't found the Astros on TV because, but it's just, the, the like Astros won their their first yeah, series. They, right? they just rolled well, through it. Yeah, yeah. They. Um, I forgot which one of their players did that last night, but he went on a rant about what is Tiger Woods playing somewhere? You know, how come the Astros aren't on on live on a prime time? Why are the Astros not getting prime time? Because they've gotten all the day games. Yeah, Bregman um, was like, "What do you, you leave?" He said, "I guess you leave Tiger Woods. He doesn't tee off at eight a.m. Muhammad Ali does. He's always." The <laughs> The main card. So I guess you just saved yeah. the, the Strohs for late. I don't know why we haven't played any primetime yeah. games, but we're, we're just saving it. Don't yeah. worry. And they do. They look good. They're good. They're but good. let's get on to it, it's the, the main topic from, from this past week of football. And 
That is old Drew Brees. He, he didn't only, not only, I, I guess breaking that record of being the all time leading passer, doing that on Monday night wasn't good enough for him. So he had to do it in fashion with the touchdown pass. The crowd went nuts in the Superdome. <laughs> I mean, what I just kick it over to you, Pops. I know you like uh, Drew Brees. What, what were your thoughts watching that, that moment? Well, I'm, I love Drew Brees, as you know. Um, I just, I have a little man love bromance for him or whatever you want to call it. And and I looked up a little bit of information on my boy. You my boy, Drew. I looked up a little my bit boy. more information. I looked up a little more information on him. And so Drew Brees was only offered two scholarships to Kentucky and Purdue. And he took Purdue because of the academics. And he got his degree in, are you ready for this? Industrial <laughs> management, the same degree yours truly has. <laughs> How about that? We have the same. You like degree. apples? You like apples? Of course, he's probably made a little mon- more money in his career than I have. Uh, maybe. Um, now, interestingly enough, he was the second quarterback taken in the 2001 draft. The, f- the first quarterback taken was Michael Vick who the San Diego Chargers traded the first pick of the draft to and got who? Tony probably knows. Kevin? They traded traded the pick to Atlanta. Atlanta picked Vic. The Chargers got back Uh, Atlanta's number five pick and took a running back. LT? LT. Really? That trade worked out. LaDainian Tomlinson. So they got LaDainian Tomlinson and Drew Brees in the 2001 draft. Two future walking well no LT's already LT in the got hall the, of fame already got yeah, the gold jacket yeah. he's in the hall of fame and drew Brees will be no doubt no yeah. doubt about that first um and then the only other thing i wanted to add because i just think he's just i love drew Brees. there are i think nine quarterbacks that have passed for over five thousand yards in a season let me give you the list marino brady Stafford, Manning, that would be Peyton, in case you think it was Eli, <laughs> that would be Peyton. And then Drew Brees has the next five. So he's done it five times. Each of those guys, I told you, has done it once. Drew Brees is class personified. He owns the city of New Orleans. He went down there, won a title for him. I'd love to see him get another one. Um, couldn't be happier be for to. a guy. Couldn't be happier for a guy. Could not be happy. All right, Tony, what, what did you think? Did you watch that game? I did. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was kind of appropriate. And one of the things, it's, it, it kind of brings a tear to your eye when you see stuff like that because it's kind of like Ted Williams who hit a home run on his last at bat Yeah, him uh, in there. And for him to throw that and make that uh, record with a touchdown pass – uh, I think was uh, appropriate. It looked like to me that Washington knew it and said, hey, guys, let's just let this guy go past us and see if almost he can have his touchdown. Cons- conspiracy I, theory, Kevin, almost came out a little bit because like right as <laughs> right as his family hits the field, all of a sudden Washington forgets how to play defense. And the guy – No kidding. So whipped at that tackle. <laughs> so really I know Josh, Nor- Josh Norman has struggles and got benched in that game anyway. Yeah. But it was it looked like they were running cover three, and he just jumped the flat for whatever reason, jumped. leaving that guy by himself. <laughs> you know, Traquan Smith by I'm himself, pre- and then that tackle that that was a poor yeah. attempt at a tackle. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the ghost of Prince only hangs out in <laughs> Minneapolis, but it sure did look like he was there getting in the way <laughs> of that. Play. Maybe but, maybe uh, that was the ghost of Prince just making up for that, that yeah, Minneapolis miracle yeah. last year. But yeah, and and I'll echo uh, what Liff has said, and you know we've talked about the goat. And I think if you put Brady against Breeze, if Breeze had had the uh, 
team around him that the Patriots have had around Brady. We probably see Breeze with two or three, uh, two or three Super Bowl rings, and I think that's the only thing that separates him. And honestly, I, I think Breeze is probably the better passer of the two. And I think you could argue that Brady may be the better quarterback of the two uh, as far as decision-making and things like that. But Drew Brees, Mm -hmm. phenomenal passer, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he's he's top he's top five at top three in this generation with Manning and Brady in my opinion. Um, but uh, top ten overall, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that's well, what he's going to make. So what one thing I thought about, and and you know, I feel like I've gotten pretty lucky in the in the father department. But seeing that moment <laughs> with Drew Brees after he breaks, you know, the biggest moment breaks the record on a touchdown pass. The Superdome is going nuts. And the first thing he says to his kids is, you can accomplish anything in life you're willing to work for. I guess just like, wow, like what a, I think, I just think Breeze is a phenomenal person, dad. And those I kids have gotten some seriously yeah. cool moments with him. Yeah. yeah. It's going to yeah. be things they will well, never, ever, ever forget. Unless, and, unless two out of those three become president of the United States, so they're screwed. Cause I don't <laughs> know how in the world they're going to make it, make it any better than his. And I'm just kidding about that. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> So, no, we don't want the well, podcast to get some bad stuff. But, no, I, he is a class act. And everybody you saw that reacted to that, what a class guy. It couldn't be happened to a better person. He went through so much adversity. When he got traded, they didn't know if he was ever going to be able to throw a football again. And uh, and that was a big leap of faith by Sean Payton mm-hmm. and the uh, New Orleans um uh, organization. And that match, and, Sean, and Mayden, paid off for Sean Payton and that city and New Orleans, it's been just a match made in heaven. Yeah. I mean, Think of some of the moments that Drew Brees and the Saints with Sean Payton have given us just as a football fan. They had the, the when the Superdome reopened after Katrina and that block punt when against Atlanta when the mm-hmm. thing just went bonkers. Yeah. And then the Super Bowl yeah. when they had the the go nads do an onside kick after halftime. And then that moment we just watched last night where Breeze breaks the record on a t- like you see when Manning broke the record, uh Favre's record a while back, it was on like a two yard pass to Monty Ball or whoever it was when he was on the Broncos. That's what broke the record. Like, that was very anticlimactic. But then you see Breeze break it on a 60-yard touchdown pass. It was just – it was perfect. And then on y'all's – on the discussion of greatest of all time or where Breeze stands, I'm kind of with you there, Tony, on – Breeze and Peyton kind of started to me this era of the where the pat where clearly we're, the 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 stats were going to get rewritten. I think Brady and them were good. Manning was really good. Well, Manning was putting up the stats too, but Breeze all of a sudden was throwing for 500 yards every game and just doing un- astronomical things through the air with Sean Payton. So I think in this era he's right there, probably going to be behind Manning and Brady just as far as playoff success. I think so. All time, it's hard for me to throw him in the top ten, but then I started looking at. The only thing, the thing that if if you're going to argue Breeze as one of the the best of all time, like maybe top three or or on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, you look at some of the other greats. They all had you like as soon as you think of Brady, you think of oh he played with Gronk or he played. You think of the Moss years. You, you can think of yeah. Hall of Fame players he played with. Montana played with Rice. Manning had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Elway had Terrell Davis, a Hall of Famer. Marino had I, I forget what was the. Uh, Mark Duper or, and Clayton, uh, Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. Yeah, yeah, he had, had um, the, fun bunch or what were they called? Yeah, there was a name for the guys. I can't remember, but the Mark. I don't know, but and then Breeze. If the you, Marks if you, Brothers, I think it was the, the Marks okay. Brothers. 
Yeah. And when you think of Breeze, there's not just one person that I know. Michael Thomas is great right now and is in the conversation. Yeah. But who has Marcus he had? Colston was a was a steady guy for Marcus him, for Colston. but not like a Hall of Famer. Not even really. No, maybe a, probably maybe not. a borderline yeah, was, Pro Bowler. Yeah, they had he Jimmy, Marcus Colston ought to have his number retired or in the Ring of Honor at New Orleans. Yeah, probably Jimmy Jimmy Graham. Jimmy yes. Graham was. But very then they good got rid of him in his prime. It seemed like. Yeah, he had had a couple, or of maybe they got rid of him right at the right time. Right, yeah. right time. I, they sold that one high. Uh, I just think that's the <laughs> argument. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna have the breeze up there, I do think he's done a lot with not much around him. As far as that defense is just now becoming a good defense in the past couple of years. Well, yeah, I think you could. If in this generation, I think you could count off. You know, Tom Brady, uh, you know, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, and Drew Brees. I think you've got it right there. <laughs> Had to get him a hose drop. That's from my boy LJ right there. I just thought I'd throw him in a little Patty Mahomes. We can't we can't get too far in without you know dropping that little nugget. So uh, another note from from Monday night that I just he didn't I mention to, Ben Roethlisberger. So. <laughs> no, I did not mention Ben Roethlisberger. Not yet. yet. So yeah. <laughs> another note that I wrote down that I just love. One thing you, you saw. I think Jason Witten had a little more life to him in the game, calling the game, but still, I don't know how he's so doing. So he mirror? <laughs> <laughs> but what he, I he love, his jacket, I absolutely I think, love <laughs> what Booger McFarlane, some of the some of the sentences that he'll come up with when he was describing those Alabama boys that the Redskins have with Jonathan Martin and Deron Payne. And a couple of the things he said, like they asked him about Deron Payne, and he was like, well, you know, I really like Deron uh, Payne. He's got a thick lower body, some thin ankles. <laughs> He's he's a big old boy who can who can dance like a bear. I just really like Deron Payne, and then, and then he talked about Jonathan Williams. How Jonathan Williams kind of read up. A, it was the the screen pass to Mark Ingram, where Williams didn't just go rush, and he kind of stayed back and actually forced a fumble on Ingram, but Ingram ended up getting on it. But they asked Booger McFarland about. It, he said, "Man, that's what I love about these guys. They're they're big and ferocious, but they're also smart. He didn't just run in there like a blind dog in a meat house. He was he was keeping his eyes open. <laughs> and that's just that's blind good old dog in a meat." House. Meet That's now. good old Cajun Cajun big boy out of Booger McFarland coming out. I, I just want to I just wanted to stand beside him and get some more quotes from him. Hey, so far Booger is the star oh, of Monday Night no Football. Doubt. I think no doubt. I, I think, think so. I think Joe Testor does a great job as the play by play guy. But when it comes to who's adding a little flavor to it, Booger is definitely Booger. the star. <laughs> With a name like Booger, I guess what'd you expect? Yeah. You know, I, I think there's something to say that maybe we just need to get rid of the two guys in the broadcast booth and have one guy and then then Booger or somebody like him down in a chair that runs back and forth on the field. That's that's <laughs> Tremendous! <laughs> they show it's, it's, I can't it, I can't help yeah. but laugh when they show Booger moving around in this little recliner chair on the sideline <laughs> with his seatbelt yeah, on. And and his like Tony said, it's sippy cup. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you know. Oh, so he said. Testor said, "Oh, so Booger, you, I see you're moving down closer. Yeah, I want to get close to this action. You know, it's going to be the one. I want to get down here." It's like, dude, you're not leaving the chair, man. What you know, it's it's almost like he's in a scooter and we're watching him go by. He's like, yeah, <laughs> Booger oh, scooter. Booger scooter, yeah. I wonder if they've got some kind of bumper sticker on the back of that on the back of that chair. So moving Booger from seat. Monday night on to the the clunker that was Sunday night. And I, I have a I have clunker. a theory on on uh the the Dallas Houston game. I wonder if maybe there was an agreement on the losing coach will get fired, and Bill O'Brien and Jason Garrett both like went into it trying to tie. Because that actually, if you would, that looked like two coaches purposely trying to lose the game. That was the most. That was the worst coaching I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Well, 
I'm going to I'm going to say this and you know how I like to talk about the Cowboys but my bookie.ag made me some hellacious money on Sunday night because you know what There we go. I went I, I was in Houston. I think a couple weeks ago I said Houston's one of the worst teams that I've seen. They're just not yep, just not I a good team. That. But uh so they the Cowboys were plus three and a half and I thought, you know what, if you're ever gonna go with them, go with them. And so I took plus three and a half and under and I, I made my money and made my parlay and we had a good time. So uh <laughs> so that part was good. But man, boy. All the, all but not the Cowboys was, part. Not the Cowboys, but there were some very good defensive plays being made, I think, in some situations. But once again, you saw where they were just out coached. Uh they were in situations where they had some uh, uh, some uh, timeouts that shouldn't have been taken that cost them at the end of the half. Uh, it was just not good. And finally, finally this week, Jerry Jones finally started to say something. And I think I, it sounded like to me we started to hear Stephen Jones start to turn on it. So I don't know if Stephen is starting to take over some of the reins and telling Dad to sit down and shut the fuck up so I can get take care of this. <laughs> there team. we go. But um, uh, but you saw that, that he was rolling. not. He was not excited about that game, that that game should have been won because they knew that the Giants came in and beat them. You know, if the Giants can beat them, then the Cowboys should be able to beat them. Well, and mm-hmm. coming into that game, the NFC East is wide as it's open. Wide, it's up for grabs. It's up for who grabs wants it? For who wants it? And so the thing, one, like you said, Jason Garrett was outcoached by Bill O'Brien, which I think says Boy, a lot about Jason Garrett. Really bad. Really bad. And yeah. a couple of takeaways I had, I'll get to the – my problem with the Cowboys because of course I have one but one DeAndre Hopkins was by far and away the best player on that field he is incredible yeah he could be the best receiver in football I right think now. he's we up there might have to talk about that in a little yeah, bit he's so. he's good yeah if he's not is. if he's not he's the best really he's right yeah. there, there's some there's some analysis from from Tony right there he, he's, yeah. good. he's good and then I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. That man was taking a beating. He was coming back. Some of that's his own fault. Though. Yes, come on. There was now. a couple. I mean, well, there was one where he he went for it at the goal line and got hit real hard. And I kind of get that because you're going for the touchdown. But there's other times where Deshaun Watson he needs to sit down and watch Russell Wilson film, and because yeah. Russell Wilson has the art of. If it's worth taking the hit, he'll go for it. But he knows when to leave his feet or go out of bounds or slide. And Deshaun Watson just takes a beating after beating after beating. Yeah. If I'm Bill O'Brien, though, and my quarterback, I, I don't know what they were doing. They were they were pulling a stethoscope out and trying to check through his shoulder pads. I don't know how you even check use a stethoscope through shoulder pads. But if my quarterback's getting a stethoscope brought out, then we're going to quit running power runs with our quarterback. That's going to happen right <laughs> yeah. now. Whoever the, the future coach the of the Texans is, is – the future coach of the Texans just praying that Bill O'Brien will quit running Deshaun Watson because because Bill O'Brien ain't the future. Yeah, no, and maybe he's maybe he's a doctor. That's why he also checks uh, his stethoscope through shoulder my pants. So yeah, if, if you're around um, Bill O'Brien, he asks you to turn your head and cough. Run, don't because I'll do it. <laughs> Run away. So yeah. here, here's here's my problem with the Cowboys, and there's there's a lot, but here yeah, pick I'll, only one, Kev. So in overtime, the ball is on the. Opponent's 42-yard line. Yes. Oh, my God. It's fourth and one. And I know we just got on to – we talked about the Texans coach who went for it on fourth down, but that was on his own side of the field when he went for it. But here you are. You're the Cowboys. You're on your own 42. You really – the Cowboys should not be in this game. Their defense had played well, but they gave up a ton of yards between the 20s. They just were doing good in the red zone, and the Texans weren't capitalizing. And And the offense really wasn't great. But somehow the Cowboys are in the game, in overtime. A field goal wins it. And on the opponent 42, fourth and one, you decide to punt it. Instead, go for it. And 
Here's the thing. Well, can I add, by yeah, the way, ahead. they have the number one rusher in the NFL. They have the number five rushing offense in the NFL. They have a reasonably good offensive line. Yes, they're missing their center. Oh, for good sake, go for it. Let me Jeez. let me add on to that. So in the Dak-Zeke era, since Dak and Zeke have both been on the Cowboys, the Cowboys have gone for it a total of 19 times on fourth and one. They have been successful a total of 18 times. That is 94% success rate on fourth and one with those two. Then let's back up even further. If you're the Cowboys, this is what you've been building for the past seven years. You've decided that we're going to be a power football team. You go, you decide in 2011, we're going to take Tyron Smith over JJ Watt. You know what? It's debatable, but I'm fine with it. I'm cool with taking the left tackle. Then in 2013, you take Travis Frederick in the first round and then you pay him a ton of money. I know he wasn't in the game, but and then 2014, you take Zach Martin in the first round over guy over a couple of Alabama guys on defense like C.J. Mosley and Clinton Dix, who the Cowboys could have desperately needed, but they decided to go with big offensive line. And then in 2016, you take Zeke with the fourth overall pick, when there's definitely some defensive holes you could have filled, like Jalen Ramsey, the pick right after. This is what you've basically said the past five years, we are going to be stronger and run the ball over people. And you have. And then on fourth and one with the chance to win the game, you decide not to go for it. And now all the Texans have to do, they've been getting to the red zone over and over again all game. They just haven't scored touchdowns. But in overtime, a field goal wins it. It's just, I don't understand it. And I think Tony's right. Finally, finally, we hear Jerry Jones start to say, start to backtrack a little bit on his Jason Garrett love. And it just, I I don't think he'll get fired. I think he'll hang around all year. What did he say? What did he say? I I guess I didn't hear what Jones said. He questioned the punt on that fourth and one. He he questioned it and he wondered why we didn't go for it and just was disappointed in in the Steven was a little more emphatic. I don't remember Steven's exact quote, but it was, we need to, those are, those are the times that we need to, uh, you know, establish ourselves or something like that. And, and it was a, it was a better quote than Jerry just saying, well, I'm a little disappointed, you know, that's anyway, here's the thing. Well, it's just the capital that you've put into the offensive line. You've so three of those guys are making the majority of your money. You're trying to establish yourself as a, we're going to be a good defense. We're going to control the ball. We've got a guy that can't really pass the ball downfield very well. We're going to control the clock. We're going to control the line of scrimmage and we're going to play defense. And here's your chance. It's fourth and one on the opponent's 42. This is what you do. This is the identity of your team. This is the identity of your team. At least you think it is. Yeah. And, And this is what this is. This is a defining moment in a team's character. And there it was, yes. fourth and one. You build your character with that. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about these first-time head coaches, how they're going with fourth. With fourth. We, we were lambasting Frank Wright for taking that fourth down uh, in that overtime. But he has to. He can do that because he can get away, but he's a first-time first-time head coach, and he's just trying to establish a character for that team. So nobody's going to yeah. get yeah. mad at him for saying, yeah, he's really trying to build him, trying to give him that can-do attitude. But when you've been there as long as Garrett, and you see those statistics that, that uh, Kev just rolled off, you go for it, except you don't have the character, the balls, the cojones to step up and say, oh, geez, I made a mistake. He can't do it. He can't he's do it. He's playing scared. A, he was playing not to lose. He wasn't playing to win. head coach. He's terrible head coach. Mm. Terrible. Yep. You make that decision. You make that call. You go get it. If you don't get it, you turn around and go, boys, defense, hey, we tried to win it. Go suck it up for us. But when you don't, you punt it down there and the defense is like, well, shit, I guess we better try to hold them. And guess what happened? We better do it again. Yeah, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins turns into Hopkins turns into Michelle Barifnikoff and does like four or five twirlies <laughs> in the middle of the field. And Those so, were and, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the B button back to back. Yeah. Fucking 
fantasy football game, but you know what? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Go for it, man. Go now for it. Now we know why he's mad. <laughs> yeah, geez. Jeez. I'm still sticking with it. So we're, you know what? Let's just keep geared around all year and we're going to suck. We'll get a good pick. And as soon as the year's over, we fire him and we go down to Oklahoma and, or go up to Oklahoma and give Lincoln Riley a blank check. And you say, what would you like to make to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach? Because that is the next Sean McVay. I'm telling you, that's what I'm praying for. But probably won't happen. We'll probably just stick with Jason Garrett. Yeah, I don't know. We so, need to, we need we may go steal that uh, Texas coach Tom Herman, who we ought to go get. Yeah, but he he's, so pro- in the he's NFC, making more though, money at the UT than he would be at the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think he is. I think yeah, he is. So we mentioned the NFC East is wide open, and it really still is because the Cowboys. Every team lost this week. The Cowboys lost. The Redskins lost on Monday night. The Eagles continue to lose. The Giants. Are the Giants? They scored thirty points finally, and then they also lost. But now Ajayi's out for the Eagles. Who I I kept thinking the Eagles will get it right eventually. What who, if you had to choose one to win the NFC East? I mean, who do you choose? I'm still going. Um, you know, I I went with Redskins as a buy. You were Redskins early, uh, yeah. and I still think they've probably right now. Now we'll see what AP's got if he's dislocated his shoulder. If that's going to be a lingering injury, or what that is, we need to hear more about that. But uh, you know, with AP giving you a 900 to 1100 yard season, uh, I think the Redskins could establish, and the 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 league is, or the, excuse me, that division is so weak that you win a couple of games here or there, and you could be there. Now Philadelphia still has the tools to get it done. I think Philadelphia yeah, has something to say about the, it. You know, yes, Carson Wentz didn't start the season coming back from that ACL. You knew it was going to take him a little time to get warmed up, and uh, they're still not there. Uh, they lose a Jaye, which not that big of a loss, honestly. Uh, the way they run their offense, Smallwood and uh, Clement when he's healthy is probably just as good as a Jaye. They may miss Darren Sproles more than they miss anybody because he's not. He's the guy that made that th- those third down plays for them. But you saw how good they were last week with Jeffrey Zach Ertz. Phenomenal. They've got the weapons. Good uh, they are probably going to win that division. And we'll see if the Redskins can sneak in as a wild card. It's it things the Falcons going down helps helps them, but uh, the Saints winning and Carolina winning does not. It's it's going to be pretty interesting. Dad, do you? I tell you, I think Wentz uh, Wentz's arm looks alive. Yeah, it I looks saw fine. Him make a yeah. few passes. His his arm looks good. He took a few hits. I think Wentz is. Is going to be back to form. I really think there's a distinct possibility now. Why didn't Philly trade for El Bell? So interestingly, I'm glad you brought that up. There's rumors out there. I mean, I go get go get Le'Veon Bell and freaking let's go win a a, let's go back to back. So you put Le'Veon Bell on that team, they become they become so. They, they, they restructured the prohibitive favor. They restructured Fletcher Cox's contract, which he was due to make, I think, eleven or eight million this year and eleven million next year. And they restructured to where he'll only make like the bare minimum these next two years. But he already got a signing bonus, and his the the back half of his contract's guaranteed. So he's going to get his money now, regardless. So that's why he chose <laughs> to do it. But what that did is that freed up seven million this year in cap, and I think eleven million next year. So that happens to be just enough. For the trade for Le'Veon Bell, if they do the trade, that is just enough for the cap hit. They say they they that was not in any any need to try to go get Bell, and they they keep acting like throwing water on the rumors. But I'm with you. Why not go for it? Well, and it works for Pittsburgh, right? They're trading them to the NFC. It's yeah, not yeah. in there. I mean, it works, it works for, everybody. for everybody. It really yeah. makes sense. Now, the other one that I heard just um, before we went on today, and again, again, we're taping this on Tuesday, uh, is the inquiry. Yeah, by the time this comes out, maybe they've already done yeah, something. Yeah, they, they inquired on LaShawn McCoy, which yeah, that's I thought actually that was interesting. probably yeah. – 
probably a better fit for Philadelphia than Le'Veon Bell. He's got a little yeah. more power to him. Uh, kind of fits that uh, working man uh, kind of offense that they do have uh, more than Bell probably does. But Bell in Philadelphia. That's where Shady came from, right? Yeah. He came. Yeah, that's where he started. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll, there was some talk of that. Now, McCoy, I don't know if he has a no trade clause or anything in a contract. I don't know that he would go back. But well, um, I it think is a McCoy would be different. Ha- I, <laughs> That okay, actually, let me see. I can leave Buffalo and yeah, go to contender. a contender in Philly. His whole um, his, his stint in Philly, the reason that went away is him and Chip Kelly clashed mm-hmm. heads when Kelly went there. So now yeah, that Kelly's gone, I don't think McCoy has show. any problem with the city or with that ownership yeah. or any of that. So I think he would be happy. Plus, yeah. like Dad said, can I leave crappy ass weather in Buffalo who were not winning yeah. and go to Philly who maybe wins the Super Bowl? Yeah, I bet he signs up for that pretty quick. Yeah. Well, but and Philly's still in that thing that that we talked about a couple of pods back. I mean, they've got the quarterback at the right salary. Um, they've got a pretty solid defense. They've got a pretty decent offensive line. I mean, they could go sign. A, a, now, the thing is, I think, what is Bell? Is Bell 27? I think he was like 28 or 9. 28 or 9. Maybe he's 28. He's now, right Shady is 30. 30 and I think, I think Shady's an old 30. Yeah. I really do. And now Shady's got some off off field issues that are still yeah. kind of lingering. But we're in week out five. There. I would think those would um, come out by now if they were going to go do anything with them. And yeah, they were probably. But, I, if, if I'm Philly, I go after yeah. Bell. I think I'd yeah, go. I go. Well, it depends what the asking price is. Yeah. So sure, if you think sure. so, last thing on this: if you think that you're, if this is a one year rental, then you you may want to go get McCoy because he's less of a less of an impact to you, and that gives you some more money for next mm-hmm. year to sign a true running back and go after right. him because because Wentz thing, will come up soon. Yeah, the thing about Bell, yeah. the thing about Bell that that's making him hard to trade is it's it's not just this year; it's next year. He's looking for that long term contract. You sure as hell ain't going to franchise him, <laughs> and so. Uh, yeah, you know, right. he's looking he at the It's going to be tough. But if you could work it out, that could make Philadelphia. If you put Carson Wentz with Le'Veon Bell for four years, I mean, look at the offensive juggernaut that uh, that Pittsburgh has been for the last four or five years. I know maybe LJ doesn't believe that, but they are. And so, you, you know, I, I think Wentz probably could be, not saying he is, could be a better quarterback than Roethlisberger, but we'll – We'll have to see about that. And you you give him Bell for three or four years. That could be a two out of four Super Bowl trip, you know? I just think yeah. with the Bell thing, I don't think the reason they I don't think they can give him a long term deal and give Wentz the money that a quarterback demands that Wentz will demand. So if they trade Bell, I think they're going into it. And it, it would be a win win still. It'd be a win for Pittsburgh because they get what they want. They get something out of Bell. And then Bell would go agree to say, All right, we're gonna go, I'm gonna play for the remainder of this season. Let's go win a Super Bowl, and then I'm gonna go be a free agent and make my yeah. money somewhere else. You don't have to pay me. And the Eagles get their Super Bowl and they lose a couple of draft picks, but at the end of the day, they might not need the draft yeah. picks because they got wins. Yeah. But we'll move on. Uh, the other big game of this week was the Chiefs and Jags, and it ended up being kind of a letdown because Blake Bortles turned into the Blake Bortles who we all know and love, not the <laughs> one that we kind of think might be okay. Yards. He always backs his Oh, he always falls down into a good fantasy day. It's some bullshit. I don't know how he ends up with 20 (laughs) points after he looked like they can make a blooper reel of some of the throws he made and it would make on NFL Follies a full episode of it. It was ridiculous. But I I just want to ask you. But I digress. Pops, I go Go to you first. What did you learn from that Chiefs Jags game, if anything? Well, I didn't get to see any of it, so I got home and I wanted to. I, no, I wanted to turn it on, and I and I saw it was like, I mean, the the, the Chiefs were up by twenty one plus points, something like that, 
And I mean, just immediately what I think I learned not seeing any of it was that uh, that good offense, and this is unusual, but that good offense beat that good defense. And Bortles is not, I I don't care how many yards he he passed for, he's not going to come through when you need him. He's just, he's not a championship quarterback. And uh, it made me think, uh, Kansas City is for real. Yeah. So Tony? that's what I learned not seeing yeah. the game. Do you echo those thoughts? Or? Yeah. And so here's the deal with Jacksonville. And I, I really thought Jacksonville was going to, at the very least, make this a real close game. And now for the last two weeks, you've seen Kansas City do something they didn't do for the first three. And that's win big. Win in, or, or win in different situations. So they had to really battle for two of those quarters against Jacksonville. And so you saw Mahomes not have – a huge statistical day, but yet they still won. You saw their defense come alive. Um, Jacksonville survives by rushing four, and they normally rush four and they get to the quarterback. Mahomes made it so hard for them to rush four and be successful to get the quarterback with his movement and his ability to flush the pocket and deliver from outside the pocket. I thought that was interesting. And Kareem Hunt, although it wasn't a big, huge day, had a good enough day to really keep them balanced. He does enough. And so that's going to be key for them as they move down the stretch, which something that that we've talked about, you know, Andy Reid teams some, sometimes have that struggle with that balance. But their defense really came alive. Great win at, win at home. Uh, so we'll see what happens Sunday night because this will be the last Sunday of the three night tests I think oh, you yeah. really got to have. Because you go into Bronco, into Denver the last week, and you beat the Broncos on a comeback game. You come home, which could have been a letdown uh, against the number one defense in the, in the league, and you beat them. So now go – to the goat, to <laughs> go, New England. Go yeah. mess with the goat and um uh and see if Belichick can screw with your head. And and this will this will be the final test. And if he if they pass it, then I I'm, I'm going to have to say that Kansas City probably is looking at 14-2, 15-1, and number one seed with a bye into the and looking at being the AFC champion. I think in that game, I learned more about. I think we'll learn, like you said, this week coming up, I think we'll learn Kansas City. This will be a huge test for both teams. I think a lot of points will get scored, and I'm, I can't wait to watch. I think it'll be fun. But in that Jags-Chiefs game, I think you just learned that the Jags are just – that they're only going to go as far as Blake Bortles can take him, and he just can't. He just is, and he can't take. Yeah, him. he's going to have those moments. There was a game. There was a couple throws he threw a screen that went straight to a Chiefs defensive lineman for a touchdown. Then he had the play where he threw it right off the back of his own offensive lineman's helmet. It just say yeah. when you're that defense and you get down by ten and you have to look, like you get down by double digits to Mahomes, and you look at your offense and go, "Can Mahomes really come back? Even if we hold him, can Mahomes or can Bortles do it?" Yeah, and I don't think they believe in it. And I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Kevin, and here's why. They've never built that team to be for Blake Bortles to take it anywhere. That is their build. Jacksonville is building themselves just like the Baltimore Ravens did, where you, they, they need a game manager so that just like Trent Dilfer, so that their running game and their defense can control a ball game. And that's how they win it. They but don't that's need the thing. Yeah. today's game. So they, they make the rules where defense well, can't do what the Ravens did. I mean, did Jacksonville made it to the championship last year, right? They were in the AFC championship. But at some point, Bortles has to make a throw yeah, in the second and- half. Tom Brady made the throw and Bortles did. I think every once in a while he can make that throw. But, you know, you can't ask him. Well, no, you can't. I mean, they beat everyone. We were talking oh about him when they beat New England in game two. You know, it's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe there's something because he had a phenomenal game. But uh, on the road. He's good when they're winning. Yeah. On- <laughs> 
Shit, Kevin, they're all good when they're Playing winning. from ahead. Um, yeah. Shit, Dak exactly. Pres- Prescott's a combination of Cam Newton and Jared Goff when they're winning. But, um, uh, you know, I, I just think that that's a, you know, for, for, for everyone to judge Blake Bortles as being a top five or top ten quarterback in his class, is an un- that's just not him. And if they, if they think they need a quarterback like that to go to the next level, then they do need to look somewhere else. But that's not the way they've built that team. That They built that team for Leonard Fournette, and if they're wrong, he can't stay healthy, and that was a risk when you drafted him. If he can't stay healthy, then they're not going to be that good. They need to they need to survive this hamstring from Fournette, or they just signed Jamal Charles, uh, I believe, today. And yeah. so we'll see if really? Jamal yeah, just has got Jamal anything. Because their backup, Clement. Yeah, if he's got toward, anything left in the tank, injury. Uh, there's a possibility they could right the ship here during the middle of the season and give Fournette that extra two or three weeks he needs to really recover from that hamstring, and they'll be right back where they need to be. And that is worth noting. Their bell cow back wasn't there, and that does change things. And they are built to to get up by a seven and then let that defense play. I just worry in the playoffs, at some point you're going to get down the game, and I just don't trust portals. But who knows? Oh, moving I on from that yeah. game, moving on from that game and on to – I just th- not necessarily a game, but the – we we talked we talked about it a little bit on Sunday. Uh, I think I don't know what happened to Mason Crosby. I don't know if he still has a job or what. But just the Packers in general. Are you? We had this conversation with the Patriots a few weeks back. Where do you guys stand on the Packers? Are we ready to write them off or no? Nah. What, what do you think? Look, man. I see. I see. Pop shaking his head okay, over there. He I, seems a little disgusted. Uh, yeah, yeah, go look, ahead, man, Tommy. Let me hear what I've, you say. I've been saying this every single week. Do do not look past the Detroit Lions while they're at home. Time and again, these guys are a tough out in Detroit. They get them on the road, and Matt Stafford loses his freaking mind. But you get them at home, <laughs> and they are a tough out. Now, you know what? I'm not going to write somebody off when your field goal kicker, who is. Uh, uh, Arguably one of the best Mason kickers Crosby. in the last five five to ten years. He misses five field goals, dude. I, I he either needs to sleep more with his wife or not sleep as much with his wife or girlfriend or whatever whatever his <laughs> partner whatever. But he needs to stop doing what he's doing or whatever he did Saturday night. Because man, you talk about getting the yips. I haven't seen yips like that since Steve Sachs couldn't throw the ball from second base to first base for the Dodgers, and that was a long time ago. That was painful to watch to watch. Crosby missed those field with that was just painful, you know. And it, I mean, he, may not you ever can see it again, in him. He didn't think he was going to make it yeah. when he walked oh, no. out there. It and was don't, bad. It was. And it so was bad. I would say, don't, don't. I wouldn't make any judgments from the Packers from that particular ball game at Detroit, and your field goal kicker, you know, you know, drops a shoe. That well, defense, but, yeah, but, Dad. But go ahead. Let me add a little to. It. Here's the thing about the Packers, and I don't necessarily want to write them off because they do have number twelve still playing behind center, and and. I mean, he is a he is an insanely talented uh, guy. But so they got really one good, healthy receiver in Adams. Uh, who, who was he was doubtful uh, going into uh, the game. Uh, they weren't even sure if he was. He was play. doubtful going in. Allison's concussion. got some little injury he's now. Um, <laughs> a concussion. He's concussed. Uh, that defense. They. I mean, even if they do, if Clay Matthews does get to the quarterback, they're going to throw a flag <laughs> on him. Um, I just it, Mason Crosby can't kick a field goal now. You know, yeah, that should change. Mason Crosby's a legitimate kicker, but good God, that was yeah fugly. Um, I'm not really willing to write them off, but but give me one more yeah. week or two like that, and they will be on the yeah. uh, playoffs uh, <laughs> list for me. They're not on it yet, but they're. Hey, Kevin, they're do me a favor. Could you tell me what was Jimmy Graham's line from Sunday? Ah. 
I'd have did to look score? up. I didn't see I him. I watched scored, a lot of that he? game. I didn't see Jimmy Graham at all. You're, you did call that he needed to, uh, did Jimmy, to do some if stuff. If Jimmy Graham didn't, didn't score, I don't think that he did. I'm, I'm not for sure. Uh, but but this is a shout out to my good buddy, Jim Taint McGee. You know, <laughs> J, you know, Jimmy Graham was a bad Let's pick, see. man. He had six receptions, 76 yards, zero, zero TDs. You've got two wide receivers six out for of 76. the game. Pick your game up and score a fucking touchdown for you. You know who team. did catch a touchdown? Marquez Valdez-Scantling yep. and the backup tight end, Lance Kendricks. That, Lance Kendricks scores and Jimmy Graham does. Come on, man. This guy, it's just it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous for people so, to believe that Jimmy Graham is a is a is a top tier tight end. So I, that's disappointing to me. That's and and they did that. They did that a couple years ago. And this is where McCarthy is in a little bit of trouble. He doesn't make the playoffs. I think McCarthy has made some not so good uh, personnel decisions. Uh, Jimmy Graham is one. Uh, Jared Cook was one. They cannot make that position work, and they have made some poor decisions because of it. He's in trouble. I gotta I gotta give you something on that. I mean. Uh, they have not made the tight end position work for a number of years, and they should. I mean, they should be able to do that. So, I, you're right. That's yeah, got to be to McCartney. I, I so, so, the yeah. only thing, and I'll yeah. move on from the Packers. Pre- the Packers were almost going to be my buy this week. I was going to try to buy them a little low, but I actually ended <laughs> you up. Can buy them you low. can buy well, them actually, low. So, by LJ, I was talking with LJ, and he's got this new metric where we buy them, where we can actually kind of see the prices, like we go by the power rankings. And so, I'm even buying a little lower. But – uh, the Packers, I will say, and here's why I think they can turn that they can write their ship. I still don't know about the NFC North. I think the Bears are right now and sitting in a, in a nice spot, but the Bears do have Mitch Trubisky and that, that could, that could go off the rails at any time and a rookie head coach. And then the Vikings, I just don't know. That defense doesn't look like the defense that we thought. And Kirk Cousins is good now, but I just don't know about Kirk Cousins. So the the person I trust. Kirk Cousins still has a solid game. He's had a very good few games. He really has. But if we're picking one quarterback, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers, number 12. And they have the game coming up this week is Monday night at – playing the 49ers in Lambeau. I think they're favored by nine and a half. I'm putting the money down on them. I think they blow them out because next week they get a bye and they can get healthy. So I think you come into this game, you blow them out. Aaron Jones will get the ball finally. Hopefully McCarthy realizes that Aaron Jones is just much better than Jamal Williams. But I, I think that the Packers get it right. And the biggest takeaway I have is that Aaron Rodgers in that game, he, he scrambled around and looked like Aaron Rodgers. He didn't look like the guy dragging a leg the, the couple weeks back. He actually looked like maybe he's going to be okay. And they just get this win. All of a sudden, they they go into the bye one game above 500. They get healthy. They get their receivers back. Maybe Jimmy Graham makes an appearance in that offense. Maybe not. Who knows? But I think they're going to be okay. And I just it, – it's a quarterback league, and if we're betting money on a quarterback in that division, I'm putting mine on Aaron Rodgers. It's Minnesota and Green Bay coming out of that division for any type of playoff. Yeah, I, I don't know that Chicago will, will carry through. And hey, you can say what you want to about Minnesota. They they went to Philadelphia and beat the Eagles, and that's that's yeah. tough. That's tough. They did. All right. Well, let's go ahead. And since we mentioned, we talked about a little uh, buying teams and and whatnot. Dad, we'll start with you. What team are you? Who who are you buying this week? Well, I'm really torn because I'm I'm trying to. LJ's got this little yeah, metric. How, how do I get that metric? You boys or, didn't send me the metric. I see how it is. 
I see how it is. Oh, maybe yeah, we didn't send okay. it to Tony. I don't need but it. I, you know what? I'm I just going to buy. You and LJ got I'm a little beef, so he's got to handicap you a little bit. I'm just going to buy who I want to buy, and I'm not going to worry about the cost and buying low and all that. I'm going to buy solid stocks, okay? So I'm buying <laughs> I'm a solid stock that's going to give me a good return. I'm at this age where I'm going to retire. I hope to retire in a number of years. I want solid returns, okay? It's ROI, so, baby. With that, with that, I am buy, buy, buying my boy Drew and the New well, Orleans you sure Saints. Are that's low. who I am buy, buy, right. buying. I told you I'm buying solid, solid returns return. is what I'm buying. And that is you, my yeah. boy, Drew. All That's right. who I'm buying, right. New Orleans Saints. Well, uh, after watching them, that offense got rolling. The defense looked good Monday night. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on that pick, except for yeah, you're not buying, you're not buying cheap at all. I'm not buying them low, but That's you right. should have bought it. You should have bought right. them when they were zero one. When I was, do I remember right? Did Tony say that? Did, did he cross the Saints off at one point, or almost cross the Saints off? I, don't I think know he I might have. I don't remember. Him off. I he was thinking. This. He was flirting with it. I was flirting with it. I said we got to see how that comes out because between them and the Falcons and the Panthers, we'll see. How Anywho, it comes who, who you got this way? Who? So dad's dad's buying expensive. He, he's throwing some big money around. I need to make sure. I'm making good, yeah, solid should, investments. That's what I'm doing. I should pay more attention. Have I bought Carolina yet? Uh, let's that see. can tell you. No, Tony, you haven't. They were on I my am list. Buying, Carolina. I am buying the but Carolina you, Panthers under the radar because everybody's looking at the You also aren't Saints. buying cheap, though. I feel like they've um, got to be a little bit up there. But they are. They have gone a little under the yeah, radar. They've, but nobody talks about them. Nobody talks about them. But here you have Cam Newton. He's starting off having one of his uh, better statistical years. They're winning without Greg Olson. Who may Olson. come back this week. Uh, they're pretty balanced. But, yep, McCaffrey uh, has uh, – Proven to be able to run on the ground and not just catch through the air. Well, I guess everybody runs on the ground. And take the, take the, take the hit. Oxymoron. I mean, McCaffrey's learned to, to – yeah. I mean, he can play. And they're, get, play they're getting league. Thomas yeah. Davis back so, and, and Greg Olson back this week, I believe. Yeah, and if you'll notice, DJ Finally, Moore yeah. is starting to catch a few more passes, starting to get more. This kid is athletic, great receiver. And I think Cam Newton uh, and Norv Turner, and Devin Turner are just going to get better and better as the season goes. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they're not going to win pretty, but they're going to win. And, uh, and they've got, they've got three running backs and Anderson, McCaffrey, and Newton. And so I, I think they're really, I, I like, I like the Panthers. All right. Uh, LJ is buying, he, he kind of, uh, he said he is going to go with the L.A. Chargers as a team he's buying, and I thought about them as well. He said it's a it's a it's it's a little too late. His his message to me was it's a little too late to buy low on them, but he says that it's yeah. the only team in the AFC West that he trusts. I guess he's just acting like the Chiefs aren't a team anymore because it hurts him too much. I don't know, but he's so he's so. <laughs> but I think that I, I like that a little bit. The Chargers have been winning ugly. And all that matters is getting wins, and they barely won this past week. But they they're gonna get, yeah. and they usually finish. They're strong. gonna get Bosa they usually back. Finish strong, and yeah. then Bosa and Ingram are, are gonna be monsters on the end on on the defensive side. And then Philip Rivers does yeah. usually finish I, strong, as Dad said. I, I don't mind that by at all. Yeah, they aren't gonna win their division. Uh, I, LJ. L- LJ needs to figure out he can watch more television than just whoever's playing <laughs> against the Broncos or the Broncos division. So uh, the Chargers, they're a 500 team to me, and that I don't know that that's going to make the playoffs. In the uh, yeah, I think, I, think I, think I think I disagree with the two. I think you're by yourself on that one. I don't I disagree with you. Yeah, they're, yeah they are going to get to play those 
freaking rate us, uh, you know, twice and they'll get them again. And uh, but playing the Chiefs twice and Broncos at home, I think it's going to be a tough one for them. And um, uh, and, and I, I'm just not that. I don't know that they're a, a, a playoff ready team. Maybe next year, but hey, they can they can put up points. There's no and doubt about I, it. I think that defense will only get better. It's not going to get worse. I think the defense will only get better. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, who you who you buy? So, so fan, I am going, and I might have let LJ talk me into something, and it might end up biting me in the in the rear in the tuchus, as Greeny would say. But uh, I'm buying the Indianapolis Colts. So they are mm. one and four right now. So they're no, down there. Shit, they're down really? there low. They're, yeah. That's a cheap buy. So I'm getting really <laughs> yeah, low. Risk- wow. Tony, he's younger than us. He can, he's got time to <laughs> make time to make a bad move and shut the risks. Yeah, that's right. Your portfolio needs to be full of risks. That's correct. <laughs> he's all risk. But let me let me tell you. Here here's why I'm going yeah. with them. So I think they will. They 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 played on Thursday, so they're going to get a little more healthy. Hopefully, coming into this next week where they play at the Jets, if they get T. Y. Hilton back, they got a. Uh, Darius Leonard on defense, their linebackers kind of been a stud. I think the defense is okay. They're not good, but the defense is okay. And I just, I think Andrew Luck is okay. I think his arm is back. I've seen him make some throws that I like. And I just looked at their schedule. The next three weeks, yeah. they're one and four now, but the next three weeks, they got at the Jets, Bills at home, and Raiders at home. And then, the, so if they can win those three, they go into their by four and four. And I just, that division, the AFC South, just doesn't really scare me. I know Jacksonville's really good, but I I just don't know about Bortles. I think all of a sudden they get a defensive injury and they're they're maybe not the team we thought. I don't I know y'all bought the Titans. They threw up a clunker to the Bills. Uh and then the Texans, I think the Texans mm. could be good, but I don't know. There's just so many question marks. If the Colts get to four and four, the best quarterback in, in that division to me is Andrew Luck. And it's kind of like what I said with the Packers division. It's a quarterback league. I think I'm gonna go look. I, I just think the Colts have a shot. I'm not saying they make the playoffs, but they have a shot at it and they'll at least get to five hundred. And I'm buying as you said, I'm buying low. I'm buying way down there in the bottom You're of the buying barrel, low. So. Yes, you are. So with that said, that gets us on to the... Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And LJ is going with... He, I guess he didn't want... He's he's right on board with you, uh, Dad. And I'm I'm with LJ on this. Both of us are. And we just didn't want to buy because I guess we don't, we don't have the, the money to buy as high as you. But the Saints and Drew Brees are who we thought they were. They had a little hiccup in week in week one, but that defense is slowly starting to get there. I liked what I saw from Cam Jordan look good, that rookie Davenport who they traded up for in the first round, starting to kind of figure things out. I just think the defense, like we said with the Chargers, they'll get they're only going to go up from here. And this is what LJ was saying. And then LJ's main point, and it was kind of like what you said, Dad. Your boy Drew. I'm just buying Drew Brees stock. I think they have a shot at one more run. Ingram and Camaro, I don't know. I'd be a little nervous if I'm a Camara fantasy owner, but as far as the Saints team, that running game looks electric. And Michael Thomas is up there for the top five receivers in the NFL. I, the Saints are who we thought they were. Well, yeah, right. let me say this. Yeah, any fantasy football owners out there, if I'm in the league with you, I will buy Kamara right now, sight unseen. If yeah, you he's still sell the best it. player on the field. I have him. I have him, and I'm not selling him. I'm yeah, not so, giving up on him. When, yeah. when he's in between yeah, the white lines, right. he's still he a little bit player. of a knee yeah. tweak. Hey, he had a little knee tweak. No. You got fresh yeah. legs coming in. And let I the think they wanted play. to let Ingram have his moment because it was his first game back. I'm totally with you. I if agree. anyone's selling Camaro yeah. stock, that is what I'm all – I'm buying all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about it. All about it. So here's the thing about the Saints, and you guys both – Lifford's buying them, and they are who you thought they were. Here's the thing about the Saints. If you're buying them because of Drew Brees right now, you're buying them for the wrong reason. The way that the Saints are winning football games right now is because of that dynamic duo they've got in the backfield. They've learned to balance their offensive attack. 
when defenses try to stop the run, they can go over the top with Michael Thomas and they can go deep with Cameron Meredith. So, but they have to be able to run. Well, the I think football. they will. It's not Drew Brees' team. It's I don't know that it's Drew Brees' team anymore. I think it's Ingram and Kamara's team. And he understands that. He, he understands that. And for them to be able to win, he can't play like he's played the first five, the first four weeks of the season. He has got to play like he played last night, which was, of course, they wanted to get the record, but he has got, he's going to have to be more conservative and, and be more of a well, game time, a, a game style quarterback. Well, that sounds a, a lot a like John Elway finally getting Terrell Davis, is what you know, that sounds like. It, I totally uh, they agree. They were close with you. last year. They were close last well, year. And so, so my response I, to that, I'm not discounting the my Saints. My response to so. Tony B, I kind of want to bring back something you said. Well, first off, uh, Drew Brees threw. I don't know if you didn't see the stat line, but he threw as many touchdowns as incompletions last night. So if he plays that way, they're not going to lose very many games in general. But no, I last. But so we mentioned yeah, last night was a we special mentioned the Jaguars and we mentioned that Bortles him. is good playing with a lead because they they can run the ball and play with the lead. Well, the Saints are also good playing with the lead. The thing the Saints have is if they get down, they still have Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And that offense, they might not be able to score 35 and 40 every night, but if they need to, they can do it through the air. If that run game gets shut down, which I don't think it will, because that Ingram-Kamara combination is really, really electric. It's a good one. It's a good one. I agree, if they need to. And if you look back at at, at teams that have been dynasty-type teams that have won – that have won for a considered period of time. They always have that run game. Uh, the only team I can think of that didn't have that it, it is the Patriots. And, but they've got a run game. They just plug and play. We talked about that first week yeah. of the season. But but you know, for the Saints to get there, they're going to have to be able to run the football. You've got to be able to let the quarterback make the play when it's necessary, not to and make the play all. Do you the have time. faith that they can That's do that, or are you, are you, you questioning whether at. they can do that or not? No, I okay, think they okay. can. I, I I think they can. Uh, it's just that don't buy them for Drew Brees. Buy them because Ingram's back and they've got a two-headed monster in the back. That's to what me. I'm I think saying. you're buying the whole package. You're buying the fact that you get Brees coupled with that. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's but, enough yeah, Brees. You know, who, Dad, who are you? Lippert. Who's who you thought thought yeah. they were? Well, my who they thought they were is is kind of two. It is the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill might have hit a home run in the girlfriend or whatever. Oh, there ain't no might to it. He's a grand <laughs> slam in that moment. <laughs> he outkicked his coverage. Is cute. Um, boy, yeah. wow. Anyway, but his last two games, his completion percentage was 55 and 57%. He threw for 100 yards against New England. He threw for 185 against Cincinnati. He had one TD combined and three interceptions. Their leading rusher is Frank. I'm so old, I can't remember my age. Gore. He's actually 35. <laughs> I mean, I got Kenyon Drake, right? Isn't that the guy's yeah, but, name? But, but they he don't. Can't. Yep. Yep. I mean, Frank Gore is their leading rusher. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Uh, they're ranked 22 in team defense. You know, they started out what three and zero, and then they dropped their last two. Uh, the Dolphins are who it's I starting to look like that start was there. not them. Like that three and zero start was pretty, but it was that not wasn't them. What- this. The last two games is more them, and and so they're they're who I thought they were. They're, the Dolphins just well, are are not going to give the. That's why the Patriots are going to win that division. Interestingly, again because they've got what the Jets, the Bills, I, and the and the Dolphins. And we in week three, Dad, after that three and zero start, someone on the podcast bought some Miami Dolphins stock at three and zero. No, I I agree. Yeah, I'm still standing behind <laughs> that. I bought I bought the Dolphins. Uh, and, hmm. uh, yeah, they have hit a two game slump. Now we'll see what happens when Devontae Parker's back. They can diversify their offense a little bit. 
uh, uh, but uh, they do have to establish the run, no doubt about it, because um, Tannehill, much like uh, <clears throat> Blake Bortles, cannot put a team on his back and carry him. Mm-hmm. They've got to be able to run the football, and that's part of um, Gase, Adam Gase's. Uh, and I think I like uh, Gase, game but man, plan is to be able yeah. to run the football. Yeah, he 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 he's got to be able to to put a scheme together, and that scheme has got to include the run game. And so they need to find that again, and and we'll, we'll see. So we'll who, see who's but I, who's I who you thought they were, Tone? The Detroit Lions. Okay. We've already we've and, heard a little. And here's why I'm saying that. I, I'm not saying they're making the playoffs, but I'm not saying I'm buying them. I think that they're who we thought they were. They're going to be a tough out at home. I think they're a pretty decent football team. Stafford is a pretty decent quarterback, but he's not going to get you three or four or five wins in a row. But when you come to town, be careful, the Detroit Lions. You know what they remind if, me of, if Tony? you're getting a plus – What's that? They remind me of like if you think of like college football, a team like and it seems like the Razorbacks have done this a few times, one or the LSU's done it a few times where their record's not that good. They sucked at the beginning of the year, but all of a sudden they're good. And if you're a good team and you're undefeated, you really don't want to play them towards the end of the year. Don't want to see them. If you're the Packers, you really if you need a win, that's not a team you want to see because they can play. There's some talent. Well, yeah. And Matthew Stafford can make everything. And his in the weapons, book. that guy, those has weapons got that he a, has, he, he's got some weapons. I mean, he's got a live arm, and he's got some weapons, and, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, and I, now Matt Patricia's got a long way to go long as the head coach, but. Um, <laughs> they have got some weapons, and if on Johnson if they, can all of a sudden get twenty carries, yeah, a game, well, that's just, the coach needs to put the ball in his belly. Really I don't understand that. They, he's clearly yeah. the best running back on that roster. Well, Matt Patricia, Matt, anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but but I think the Lions are who we thought they were. I I, I think they're going to be a tough out at home. If you're on mybookie.ag and you see them out there with a plus side on their number. I like that. I I, I can agree with that. I don't think dog. I think they end up being a seven and nine, eight and eight team, but they're they're gonna win some games that you yeah. didn't expect them to win if you if, if you weren't listening yeah. to Uncle Tony, that is. So on <laughs> yeah, that's right. On that note, let's get into the the fun part. And dad, you always have the 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 bold picks here, so we'll go with you. What team is no longer <laughs> playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So who who who's just hoping they can win a game? Who who are you crossing off the list? Well, it's going to be little Chucky, John Gruden, oh, and the Oakland poor, Raiders poor this John week. I, you know, and 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 here's my thing. And I've not picked them yet. Um, the reason I'm picking them is because I'm telling you, I I'm just am convinced they've sold out for Vegas. Yeah, and they like we just, like you talked about a couple weeks ago. Like I talked about a couple of weeks ago, they've sold out trying to make their big move to Vegas and they want to have draft picks to get them there and all that. And they're just, I don't know if, if Gruden is holding back. I, I think actually he's probably a little behind. Well, and when you trade Khalil Mack for, for picks, you kind of go, you kind of, you kind of sell on this year. You kind of punt on the year. It seems like you, you're, he, he sold out for Vegas. So that's the, 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 they're just, they're not making the playoffs. I was this close to taking the Cowboys, but I wanted to save them for a couple of more weeks. I'll probably take them soon. But uh, the Oakland Raiders are – Oh, yeah. I'll I'll use them for sure. But uh, this week it's the uh, Oakland Raiders. Speaking of the Raiders – I had had them as who I thought they were uh, uh, the first week, I think. They are all show, no stay. And – and they're, they're, you know, you can see that they'll make a couple of flashy plays. It's, oh, Derek Carr, he's great. Derek Carr may be the most overrated quarterback in the last 10 years. He's just not Well, that's there. what I was wondering. Amari are we, Cooper are we, is the same thing. If you were buying they're stock on Derek not, Carr, are you selling, you think? I mean, they're paying him a lot of money. I'm he doesn't look like the guy we thought he was a few years yeah. ago. I tell you what, that 
I hope the Carr brothers have some kind of barbecue restaurant out in Oklahoma that they've invested in with their money because David and Derek have not been successful NFL quarterbacks and they have gotten the shit beat out of them. So David Carr for the original t- for the Texans and now Derek Carr out there for the uh, for the Raiders. They're just man, like I said, save your money, boys. Speaking Buy of, land. they're yeah. not making any more of it. <laughs> speaking of poor, <laughs> poor old Marshawn Lynch. You speaking the Raiders on fourth and fourth and goal from the one yard line. Once again, you have Marshawn Lynch. I thought maybe people would learn their lesson from Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. John Gruden must have not been watching because he decided to throw the ball, and, and Derek Carr throws an interception, and they show Marshawn Lynch's face. He didn't even look surprised anymore. He was just like, whatever. I mean, whatever. F it. You know, <laughs> screw this. He's he's waiting to replace Jason Witten on Sunday Night Football. Hell, he'll be better. Yeah, oh That'll be interesting. <laughs> Him and Booger. Can you see Marshawn and Booger? That was the Beast and Booger. The Beast and Booger oh, be like Real Housewives. Beep, 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 beep. I need to send. I need to send that in to NBC. Hey, man, the Beast and Booger show. Let's do it. <laughs> the Beast so, and Booger. All right, Booger and the Beast. So for LJ's playoff team, the one I asked him to cross off one team, and this is what he responded back: Can I just cross off the entire NFC East? And then he said, well, I guess that can't happen because one of them's got to win. No, but he said they're all got to win. He said he hates all of them. And actually, interestingly, so he said if he had to be pressed to pick one, he'd probably say the Cowboys, but he wants to make an edgy prediction. So he said he's going to take the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending champs, not to make the playoffs. Wow. Disagree with that. Bold talk there, Cotton. I do disagree. I do. I disagree with that. We know LJ's in hiding somewhere. I'm not sure what. I haven't gotten to hear the. <laughs> well, you know, Big Ben gets a win. Yet, the so Broncos sure. don't show up. It's it's been a rough. Yeah. It's been a rough week for L. Yeah, somebody kicked him in the taint. I'm sorry. That's that's a tough way to go, <laughs> isn't it? Not feeling good. Your Denver loses to the Jets in in royal fashion, and Patrick Mahomes looks like the next Drew Brees. So, so while, you know, we're, while, we're, while we're while we're while we're kind of. Uh, Dishing them out for LJ. I'm going to go ahead and do my playoffs pick or the team that won't make the playoffs. And it's it's LJ's Denver Broncos. Uh, they look <laughs> bad, 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 bad. They they got the Rams coming up this week, and there's just no – I think the Rams are favored by seven, and it's in Mile High Stadium. So I, I don't know if I'll take that, but I don't think they win that game. They still, they're going to have to play the Chargers twice still the in this season and then they'll play the Steelers when Bell comes back if he doesn't get traded to the to the Eagles or whoever and then they still play Cincinnati I just think I was looking at their schedule at best right now they're sitting at two and three and at best I think they can maybe win five games but I think they're closer to winning maybe two or three so I think I, I see them more closer to five and 11 than anywhere near a playoff spot and I've already crossed off my team the Cowboys so Broncos are who I'm going with I well, just think they need to fire their and coach and Kevin, okay. redo it yeah well Kevin I guess since LJ's not here you're going to be my uh uh, you're going to be my target because I disagree with that one. And here's why I, uh, they have a running game uh, with Royce Freeman and Phil Lindsay. Now we'll see if Lindsay can well, can last through the, through the whole season, but at least they can run the ball. I, I like them better than I like the chargers. Uh, wow. But, uh, just because I disagree with that wholeheartedly, got, you know, I, I, I would, I don't know that uh, Von Miller is, is I think he's probably better than Ingram, if not the equal to Ingram. And again, I'm not a Joey Bosa fan. So uh, the well, have, have you watched the, him? Yeah, but he can't he stay the on the field. He was the rookie, the, the defensive field. rookie of the year last you year. You think Ben Roethlisberger is weak? You should see Joey Bosa, oh. man. You you touch Joey Bosa. <laughs> 
you know, pull pull his pants a little bit. Joey's got, oh, sports hernia. Oh, what was that? He's I, I'm just not a big Joey Bosa. I'm fan. gonna I'm gonna Didn't take like this out. State. Don't like him now. I'm gonna I'm gonna so, remember this. I'm gonna bookmark this. And when Bosa comes back and is tearing the league up, that's all right. I'm hey. Hey, I've got character. I'm going for it with fourth and one, brother. I'm <laughs> out on it. I'm telling you, Joey Bosa's not it. Jason Garrett, he's probably, well, you know, that Joey Bosa, he's probably a pretty good player. I, I, you know, I'd hate to say anything bad about him. Screw that. Joey Bosa can't stay on the field. <laughs> so, um, so anyway. Okay. There you right. go. Well, let's, so let's I, stay, so stay hey, on the whole hey, train. I said it before. Hey, hey, here's my call for the week. I say the Broncos cover uh, this week. I would take the Broncos on mybookie.ag. I if just, they don't, if they don't outright beat the Rams, this is a this is wow. a trap game. It's a trap game. I told you last week. It's the second game of a three game road trip. The Rams went up to to Seattle, won a big, huge game, uh, close game. They're coming into Denver, looking for the third game of the road trip. Watch out! This is that trap game. Be careful. Uh, the Broncos could surprise the Rams just, this week, my, especially if Cook, especially if Cooks and Cooper Cup, Cup don't play. And I'll, I'll get. To, I want to get to your playoff pick, especially Mr. Bold Tony. Right now, you're over throwing them out. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what you got. But my last note on the Broncos. I just. I think it's time to start questioning if John Elway is actually a good GM. I mean, there's a couple of very <laughs> oh. questionable drafts. I, I think he hit it big with I Peyton Manning, and I and I think this is a long conversation for another day, and we'll get into it. But I yeah. I think they're starting to raise some concerns. So let's go on to to your your bold call there, Tony. Who who are you crossing off your playoff list? You got anybody good? <laughs> You're gonna like this. Uh, it's the Indianapolis Colts. Whoa, um, there we so, go. <laughs> set our we set ourselves up tonight. Yeah, I think the Colts are one and four, and they have lost every close game, and they've been a lot of close ones. They've lost everyone we talked about with character. They are establishing the ability to lose the close game. Once you start doing it, you continue doing it, and I just don't see them. I see them being uh, a five eleven six and ten team. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, they're. Uh, you know, they're back to where they need to be uh, from a somewhat offensively, but they're hurt with Hilton with a hammy. I sure hope he's back next week because I'm invested in him in a couple of uh, fantasy football leagues. I really would like for him to be back. Ebron can't keep up that pace that he's got going. He has a history of uh, falling out for two or three games. They can absolutely cannot run the football. They have got to figure out a running back. And so they need a running I, game. I, I, the lot, uh, the, the Colts are, are in some trouble. They are not making the playoffs and appropriate for the person who's doing the soundbite on this for Mr. Mora. Playoffs? Oh, oh yeah. Talk about playoffs? I, no. Yes, playoffs? Okay. Yeah, I, for, I just, for Mora. You know, I get what you're saying, and there's some holes in there, and they lose some close games, and I do think you start losing some close games, and that kind of gets instilled in your head like almost as a team you start thinking, what are we going to do this week to blow the game? And so yeah. I get what you're saying. I just think they got an easy couple of weeks, and then hopefully they get healthy. And I, I like them. Yeah. And I'm also that's yeah. their, I was reaching down at the bottom of the barrel. I was thinking Chargers is who yeah. I was going to go with, and I thought I'll be a little bit. But well, I'm already I'm already down a six pack because Marlon Mack is not going to do as well as Naheem Himes. So there's so Prestige Worldwide's owner down in Austin, Texas. I owe him a six pack right now because. <laughs> I I thought Marlon Mack was going to do better than he's done, so I'm off. I'm off. I would have bet with you on that one, Tony. Yeah, yeah. I'm off the Colts. Well, All right. Well, mm-hmm. we got a big week coming up. I'm excited to see that Chiefs Patriots game. And uh, I, LJ did have some thoughts on. Oh, it wasn't a lot on Ben Roethlisberger. He his his mention was that he did make some progress. He saw some good things, but he still isn't sold on him and doesn't think he's worth the money he's getting paid. But I 
I read some of his notes, and I wanted to save that for for another day when LJ's here to do it because it just he would have a much better delivery than I can. So uh, yeah, he kind of injured my ass last week at that Roethlisberger crap he pulled. Man, I was not prepared for him to come with all that knowledge. Jeez, a Pete, warn well, a guy, the, will you, you? you? I'll go ahead and warn it's you like now. When LJ monkey. gets when LJ gets on a topic, he'll he'll probably he'll get lost in the interweb. I kind of do the same thing, and we'll start finding a way to back it up. So. Yeah, well, I didn't have a hole in my T-shirt. I'll just say that. <laughs> did y'all have any any other notes from the uh, from this past week? Well, you know, I did. I wanted to add just a couple of more things about Mr. DeAndre oh, Hopkins, please. who may or may not be the best uh, receiver in the league. Um, I don't guess I realized, but you know, he came out of college with a, another receiver that was on his college team that had a lot more. He played uh, with uh, three, uh, uh, two good receivers in, uh, at, at Old Clemson. Well, I remember one, and and he was a sophomore when Hopkins was a junior. When I look back, I think in, in 12 or whatever it was, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins wow. was the one that came out, which had all the accolades. And I, DeAndre Hopkins is dancing rings around Sammy Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins. Uh, a, a much better receiver. And then look at just here's the top one, two, three, four, five receivers as of week five. Hopkins has 39 receptions, 594 yards. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen yeah, is really good. I've been trying to preach his name to our Thielen, group. And- I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, he is the next best great white hope receiver, I guess, whatever you want to say. <laughs> He's the I only mean, great white that, hope But that guy, receiver. did you see? But, well, maybe that's true. Cole but Beasley that catch he made. Now, Kirk Cousins just – he laid it yeah. right over yeah. perfectly, but Thielen made that great. And catch Thielen is athletic as hell too. He's outrunning guys. He's 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 a he's a hell of a. I mean, he he's like a Julian Edelman. But he's really he's got the whole package. Eric Decker, better. Is what he is. If you there's a lot of comparison with him and Eric Decker. If you remember when Eric was really good, mm. there's a lot of comparison with him. At the, Decker was a little bit bigger. Thielen's got a little more a little more um, speed. Speed. Yeah. That. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. Speed. Those, those okay. are the exact two things I was going to say. Well, number three. Interesting. Number three is a is a wide receiver who is really good but hadn't caught a touchdown in 10 months. Is Julio Jones not going to catch a touchdown? Julio Jones. Julio Jones, Jones, who hasn't caught a touchdown Which is staggering because Matt Ryan's throwing him. He's just not throwing to Julio. I don't know if you remember, Kevin might not, but, you know, Barry Sanders, arguably the best running back to ever play the game. You can make that argument. Could not score Mm -hmm. a touchdown. Just he would one or two a year, but rack up all these yards. Julio Jones. Run him up down the field. Yeah, all kind of of yards. Just can't score. Uh, Real quick, finish out top five. Uh, So Thomas, Michael Thomas at New Orleans. Number four, OBJ. OBJ is number yeah. five at yeah. uh, so dead at yeah. uh, the the New York. So pops, Giants. are you taking is Hopkins yeah. the best receiver in football? Yeah, I think right now. You look at the quarterbacks he's I had certainly over the past five arguments. years and the stats he's yes. put up. I mean, he's, he now is uh, mm-hmm. Watson, but before it was. I mean, the list is actually pretty funny to go over his quarterback list. Yeah. Gosh, I think even uh, who was the kid that was from Texarkana that went to Arkansas? Ryan Mallett uh, had him for a little bit. Ryan Mallett was his quarterback for a couple of yeah. couple of games. You know. Matt, Matt the Schwab. Matt the Schwab. I mean, he's, he, <laughs> Matt Pick, he's, pick Six Schwab. Yeah, he's he's had a few less than well, stellar quarterbacks throwing to yeah, him. I, so I, Hopkins has that rare. There's there's not very many guys that have the kind of size that he has. He's almost the size. I, I, he's six six yeah. one, I think, is what I looked up. But he's not he's bigger huge, though. He'll go up and catch. Balls but he plays over. bigger. The only thing is, he doesn't yeah. have the size of like a Michael Thomas or a Larry Fitzgerald. He's not a solidly built 
a wide receiver. Uh, he's thin, somewhat like Antonio Brown. Uh, so I, I would compare him more to Antonio Brown than I would some of the other big well, receivers. Well, that's maybe the other best receiver yeah. in the NFL. So, so I mean, that's but, good company. Well, if, if Hopkins had yeah. a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback like Antonio Brown does – Whoa! Oh, Lord. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, that was for LJ. So, um, uh, you know, but I, no, I, last year in a league that I play in down there, Hopkins finished number one uh, in a PPR format. Uh, number, or Excuse me, number two. And that was with Watson missing yeah. the majority of the year. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I think you can make the argument he is the best. If, if you were going to draft a dynasty team right now, I think you probably take DeAndre Hopkins over over uh, Antonio Brown or uh, Odell Beckham might be right there, but I, you probably take him over them, which means he's probably the best uh, best wide receiver in the game right now. I don't know who would you take OBJ or or DeAndre Hopkins. OBJ brings a little little stuff to the yeah. to the table. Yeah, Hopkins hadn't had a quarterback for four years, and he has you uh, really heard much from him. And OBJ every couple mm-hmm. weeks, he's, he's I need to look at this. With him and he's doing a sit. But down OBJ on is yeah. amazingly uh, and like talented. I, said, I mean, there's just you know, like I said, when seeing him in person. OBJ is the one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Uh, he's just phenomenal what he can do. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't always stay healthy, and it, and at some point in time, his mouth is probably going to get him in trouble. No doubt. And no. you're not uh, real you're quick not to that circle up on what we we mentioned about Hopkins at Clemson. That wide receiver group when he was at Clemson was DeAndre Hopkins. Sammy Watkins and Martavis Bryant were all out on Clemson at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. There's a picture wow. that circled around on Twitter of Did all of them in their practice jersey. And you're like, holy cow. Was that their national championship, those three guys? No, that was before. Okay. That was before. So was before. just like Houston yeah. Nutt with Darren McFadden, Peyton Hillis, and Felix Jones. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I think yeah. that'll do it for this week. Like we would mentioned off the top, uh, we, we, we gave you all kinds of good knowledge to go bet down. So go go to my bookie and throw down some, throw down some bets. If you put in the JPP promo, code they will match if it's your first time they'll match your deposit and even if you put jpp 25 they'll even give you 25 bucks on top what? of that so uh take 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 that money tony is uncle tony has been giving you free money for the past free hour money so just go just plug it in all you gotta do is plug it in <laughs> go chiefs all right i think that'll do it for this week uh fire jason garrett the cowboys ah, suck and hashtag, uh, hashtag fire jason garrett <laughs> peace out peace love crabs let's go Recognize that one. Ice cream castles. That's uh, the time, baby. The time in the summertime. <laughs> See, summertime. that that I don't know. I, I knew the, the LCD, but I don't know that. That's, you don't know the time? Ice cream castles. Uh-uh. Well, I maybe I've heard it, but the bird, the jungle time. love. Jungle, jungle love. love. You know jungle love. I know jungle love. Yes, I know jungle love. Shout out to Cody. Chili sauce. Yeah. Jungle Love is Cody's go-to uh, dance song. If anyone tries to challenge him to a dance-off, that's his go-to. Just picture that, Dad. Just picture it. Yeah, I can see the Amish man dancing to Jungle Love. Um, which is actually pretty me. impressive.